Welcome to the special edition of You Know What I Love? In celebration of June is Audiobook Month. Sit back, relax, grab some popcorn and your beverage of choice, and come hang out with me and 30 of my friends this entire month as we cover the topic of what we love, audiobooks. It's going to be a lot of fun, and you don't want to miss this. So come on, join us. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another fantastic episode of You Know What I Love with the primary highlighted focus on June is Audiobook Month. And I got to tell you, the previous 16 days have been absolutely fantastic because here we are on June 17th, and I am truly honored to mention my next guest, Lessa Lamb. <laughs> Lessa, thank you so much for being on the show. It's a pleasure. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. Oh, I'm so looking forward to getting into these questions with you. But yeah. for those who are listening, Les and I were talking uh, backstage. Please hear the air <laughs> quotes there. And the book she just finished blew my mind with how many character <laughs> voices she did. It's it's just astounding. I absolutely love this craft, and I'm pretty sure Lessa does too. So with that love in mind, Lessa, how did you get started in the audiobook business? What was that said, oh my gosh, I love this so much. I need to be a part of this. <laughs> so my origin story is really fascinating and, and kind of fun. I think a lot of us have sort of fun and interesting origin stories in this in this business. Um, there were a couple of sort of like catalyzing events for me, one of which just being like, I've always loved reading out loud. My mom read to me and my dad growing up when I was a kid, and it was just always like a family favorite pastime for us. We'd read in car trips and um, and, you know, like, you know, read like a chapter every night before going to bed or something. It was like a family activity for us. So it was really just a thing that I already felt really deeply tied to and connected to in that way. Sure. Um, and so that was sort of like really formative for me. Um, and she's she she really loves listening to my books now, which is really fun for me, too. <laughs> um, it's like I get to return the favor now. <laughs> it's great. What fun. Um, yeah, it's awesome. Um and then I I took a road trip with a with some friends of mine, uh, my friend Luke and his dad Jake and my friend Janet. And Jake ended up having to drive the whole time because it was really expensive to put Luke and I on the insurance. And Jake was like really not excited about driving. And I was like, well, why don't I read to us while we're in the car? And so I started out reading um, Neil Gaiman's Stardust out loud in the car to us. Mm. And the first gas stop, Jake starts filling up the the car and gas. He comes around. He's this he's this like tanky, muscly, you know, workout bodybuilder dude. And he's just he's just a bear, and he's just such a sweetheart. And he comes around. He gives me this enormous hug. He like lifts me off the ground. He's like, "Oh my god, I would drive forever if I could listen to you read." Oh, and wow. I was just like, my heart just exploded. I was like, "That is the most amazing compliment." He's like, and he said immediately after that, "Why aren't you doing this for a living? Why right. aren't you doing this?" And I was like. Pfft. I can't do this. Like, how could I do this? This is not, this is a pipe dream. Like, yeah, in fact, it's always been this dream of mine to be an audiobook narrator. But you have to be an actor, you know, capital A sure. and have an agent and all these kind of crazy <laughs> things. And like, I was like, oh, I couldn't do that. And and he's like, well, you know, my my brother's a, a voice actor. And so I talked with his brother a little bit. And it's just like, that wasn't the avenue for me. I wanted to do audiobooks. And a few years later, just like a couple of years later, my cousin Aaron was in town and he was talking about his wife, Nikki, and she's been writing at the time she'd been writing um, sci-fi romance. And I was like, wow, is she looking for audiobook narrators for her books? 
And he was like, yeah, she's literally interviewing narrators right now. She's auditioning narrators as we speak. Oh, like she, wow. His profile on ACX, I was like, AC what? He's like, I, I didn't even know what it was. And it turned out, you know, you can just do this. And it was just this crazy thing where she, hi, hi, buddy. My dog's in the booth with me right now. He just, he was like, oh, you're getting excited? Mom, I need to get excited too. <laughs> All right. Um, so she, so I, I messaged her and she gets me connected up with ACX and I auditioned for her. She had just cast the first two books with this guy that she'd hired. And she was like, but I wanted a female voice, record me an audition. And I was like, great. Went into my friend Sean's attic. He's a recording musician. He had a, this this Shure SM7B mic. And it was like Perfect. all this room tone. It was like really, really open space. And I was like, right. okay, well, we'll see. Okay. And uh, and I recorded her a sample. And she she was like, wow, you're way better than I thought you'd be for somebody who's <laughs> never done this before. <laughs> and she's like, but can you slow down a little? And I was like, probably. And now it's not a problem for me. But at the time, right. I was just like, you hear how fast I talk when I'm just talking. Right. And now I'm like, I had to like figure out how that was always the feedback I got from acting coaches when I was younger. Like, hey, you need to slow down a little, especially on stage. And I'm just like, oh, <laughs> it's the worst. Why would you want me to do this? Oh, <laughs> it was the same for me. You have to be understood, you know? Right. So that was how I got into it. Nikki's Nikki's books, Nicole Krizik. She writes uh, an uh, alien uh, sci-fi romance series that's amazing i highly recommend it to anybody it's so delightful she writes brilliant incredible stories that just happen to have some really great sex in them and and like i love them i love the worlds she's created so i'm always fantastic I'm always proselytizing her books so i think that kind of answers the next question was that the name of the first audiobook you ever recorded it was uh alien revelation uh, no, okay. sorry, Alien Incursion. It was Alien Incursion. Incursion and I have recorded that book four entire total times. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Why that many? Well, so the way that I was originally recording, I had this this mic that I was working on, this Shure SM7B in my friend's attic, and I, I borrowed that one from him originally, and then I bought my own, and mm -hmm. it was really quiet. I didn't know what I was doing to start out with. None of us do, right? No. So I was trying to produce my own audiobooks, from scratch, I had to learn engineering from the ground up. I was trying to do my own compression and my own like whatever. So I I narrate the entire book all the way through and I submit it to ACX and they go, great, this sounds great. Just uh, you've got to raise the RMS. Um, you need to normalize up to, <laughs> you know, this blah, blah, blah. And I was like, great, awesome. Mm -hmm. What's an RMS? Why is it not normal now? I... So then I had to go back in and just like kind of start figuring it out about like, okay, how do I master? And I had to learn, figure out like what's compression, what's expansion, you know, like how do I gate? How do I, you know, like right. all this bullshit. And I ended up like editing all of my mouth noises out by hand, which this book took me a year to produce. Mm. I couldn't figure out once I raised the RMS, then there was all this room tone and background noise. I tried to record it again. Um I recorded the entire book again with this with the Shure SM7B with a cloud lifter. And then I was like, oh, my God, it's still not right. I raised yep. the, the RMS and all this background is and it sounds like there's a waterfall in the background. How do I do this? Ah, I don't know what to do. And a friend of mine loaned me a large diaphragm con condenser mic, an AKG 214 and or a 414. And I was like, oh, my God, it's magic. Oh, yes. And uh, yeah, so it was it was a total life change game changer for me. I re-recorded the entire book again on the the 414 
and and figured out how to normalize and and com- and do a little bit of compression and I started engineering my own work and that and that was why I, I and and so that was three the first three times I recorded the book and I realized I can listen and speak at the same time this is the great thing about some types of ADHD brains is you can do some really weird types of multitasking. <laughs> so I can listen. I had an earbud in one ear and my can over the other ear, and I would listen to myself narrate the first version I did and just rock. I just just like walk through it. That's awesome. It was so easy. It was really fascinating. So it was actually easier for me than just looking at the words, which was fascinating. So I... So that was the first three times. And then the and then a few years later, Nikki went back and did revisions. She did second editions on third edition on the first book and a second edition on the second two books. And so the third the the book three that had been the first one that I narrated, but she, we did second editions. So I I edited all three of the books again and we added a bunch of stuff and so much changed in the third in the second edition of the third book that we re-recorded it. We recorded the first two as well with me as the narrator instead of the guy. So she'd been on a royalties share with him, so she had to wait out his contract for 2 years. And so then we we did set, we did second editions and that was fine. She checked in with him like he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, that's totally cool. Go ahead and do your co- continuity thing with your new narrator and that's that's fine." So he was fine with it and we all got it all re-recorded and so now I am on all six of her books. Which is great. Wonderful. What would you say your favorite genre of audiobooks is and why? As a listener or as a narrator? <laughs> Either one, you choose. Um I have always been a mystery fan. Okay. Those are the books that I want to listen to the most often. Um but sci-fi fantasy has a really close place in my heart because my name, my first name Lessa, comes from Anne McCaffrey's Dragon Riders of Pern series that she wrote in the 70s and 80s. Oh. Yeah. So now when I do, when I narrate dragon fantasy books, I'm just like tickled by it. Like it mm. just cracks me up because I'm like, <laughs> and like so many people write homages to Anne McCaffrey's characters in their books. Like um, Terry Pratchett did one in his first two books, the the Light Fantastic and the Color, the Color of Magic and the Light Fantastic. Right. There is a set of characters that are like dragon writers and the main character's name is Liesa. And in a dragon fantasy series that I did for uh, Jasmine Walt, she writes a character, Zara, is the dragon writer, and the dragon's name is Lessie. Oh. So I get to voice all these cool characters that are kind of me adjacent, and it just right. really tickles me, cracks me up. I mean, I haven't, I didn't voice the Terry Pratchett books, but when I read them with like friends and partners and stuff, then I get to like do this character voice. It's really funny. Right. So. Anyway, so my name comes from sci-fi fantasy. I love that. Yeah. It reminds me of the first book I ever read for myself purely out of pleasure. It didn't have an assignment due or anything, mm-hmm. but it was the Dragonlance Chronicles, Dragons yes. of Autumn Twilight. Dragonlance was such a great series. Love I read that those entire when I was trilogy. Yep. Yeah. I didn't get yeah. around to reading Dragons of Summer Flame, though I may I don't think at I some did point. Either. Fantasy, fantasy was always one of my my categories growing up, but mystery, sci-fi, and fantasy are probably my my top three mm. as far as like what I read for pleasure kind of thing. Uh, but I have to say, since I've gotten into romance, I I love it. I was never a romance reader before I started narrating, which I'm going to say that and people are going to be like, what? Why? How do you, how can you possibly think you can narrate romance? But I was a sex and relationship coach, so I know. Okay. Like, like I come from a background of of being really comfortable with sexuality and like really being like 
cool. You want to talk about your penises and vaginas? I got you. You know, it's cool. Right. It's going to be great. Like, so that was where my love, my comfort was anyway. And so my cousin's just like, I'm writing romance and I'm like, awesome. Tell me all about it. Yeah. I'm going to narrate those books for you. That sounds phenomenal. So it's just, I have such a high level of comfort with that kind of content. It's just easy for me. And, and there is so much in that world that I feel deeply connected to as a coach and as a, a sexuality educator. Um, because a lot of romance that's written deals with things like sexual violence and um and and betrayal and you know relationships dynamics and and abuse and you know characteristics and real life things that people get into these situations and they're healing from them and they're getting into and out of relationships that are healthy or not healthy or you know things are going on and they're they're navigating life and it's so it's just so representative and it's so important that representation is so important Mm. in the world I love that. I just really feel passionately about it. So I, I, in my narration project, I really try to choose books that I really think are, are representative of what the real population goes through. Like I will do books that other people won't do sometimes because I don't have that history in myself of like sure. relationship trauma or sexual trauma. So I feel like I am, I'm not going to be triggered by it as a narrator going through it. So versus somebody who did experience that, who wouldn't, maybe be able to connect with it in that really deep empathic way without having a horrible experience of it. So I feel like I can bring life to these characters and help represent and speak for people's real life experiences in a way that helps people heal. And that's, that's so I'm, wonderful. That's really important to me. That is so wonderful. I, I hope it helps. I hope it helps. I've heard yeah. from a few readers that like that it, that they've listened to my books and felt just really close to my characters. And I, that's always such a rewarding experience for me. Like I really related to this character and this this person's experiences were like mine. And I'm so glad to hear like somebody brings such passion and such, you know, vibrance to that and, right. and a real experience, you know. So it's 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 work I'm really passionate about too. So yeah. that's awesome. Final question for you, Alessa. Is there a genre that you haven't read yet or narrated for that you'd like to one day? Um I haven't done a lot of like detective fiction or mystery in that kind of like I I cozy mystery I think would be like okay I did a mystery book with it with that was detective fiction for a it was a really fun book it's um Claire Olson PI she's a, a 1940s P private investigator and the book is called Elementary My Dear Watson and or elementary my dear i think is not the the watson part but um but uh this married couple uh the gertners wrote it and i did i did the voice of the character and it's a mid-atlantic accent in the throughout the whole thing and Mm. it was so much fun it was so much fun it's just a cool like little adventure you know one of the characters in it thinks he's sherlock holmes and it, she like becomes his Watson and goes on all these adventures with him trying to figure this stuff out. It's really neat. Oh, cool. I would I would love to do more mystery work. Um and 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 that's the genre I think I've worked in least but listened to most out of like the balance of it, you know. Um those are those are the ones I find really fun. But I don't like like thriller mystery, you know, it's just like ed- that edgy kind of like sure. you know, kind of puts me on the edge of my seat kind of thing. It's not my favorite, but I but I do I do like the sort of like ooh there's like an adventure component to it. 
I was a huge Agatha Christie fan growing up, or Niall Marsh was one of my favorites. Right. The person who narrated her books was amazing and one of my deep inspirations. So yeah, I'd like to do more like cozy mystery type stuff or like, you know, Miss Marple kind of kind of fun stuff like that. Oh, that's fantastic. And romantic comedy. I'm really leaning in a comedy direction these days. Like I want to laugh more. I was doing a lot of um angsty sort of um like bully romance enemies to lovers kind of things right, for a while. Right. And I was like, cool, this is this is really gritty and gets into a lot of these things I feel really passionately about, about healing and, you know, like overcoming trauma and things like that. But like yeah, it's it's emotionally really also like deep, you know, and I put right. a lot of myself into it. So kind of just to get a break from that every once in a while and be like, let's do something funny. Let's do something cute and comedic. And I did um, Good as Gold for Serena Bowen recently. And that was really amazing. And and just love that because it's really it's more lighthearted. There's a lot of really funny, funny moments in it. And and it's also, you know, like there's a lot going on emotionally for the characters, too. So it's it's a fun one. Awesome. Let's go and move on to the game of utter nonsense. You said Let's you weren't it. intimidated by it, and honestly, nope. you shouldn't be because <laughs> it's it's nowhere near as intense as, let's say, Cards Against Humanity or its ugly cousin, uh, Evil Apples. Nothing oh, like yeah. that. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. What I'm going to do is I'm going to read to you two different cards. One of them has a phrase, and the other one is the accent in which to say that phrase. Which would you like first? <clears throat> Give me the accent first. The accent is slow motion. <laughs> and the phrase okay. is as follows. Gilmore Girls, never heard of it. Gilmore Girls? Never heard of it. <laughs> outstanding for those of you who are only listening i had a front row seat to not only <laughs> slow motion vocals but a fully invested acting performance <laughs> of slow motion as well that was beautiful thank you Lessa, so you're much so, <laughs> so for those of you that are tuning in and you're going lessa is a fantastic human being I need oh. to know more about her, and I also want her to narrate my books. Lessa, oh, yeah. how can they get a hold of you? Where can they find you on the social medias? The social medias, oh, all all of them. You can investigate all of the social medias you'd like. I am on all of them. I'm least on TikTok right now, but that's about to change. I'm actually about to up my TikTok presence. Um, okay. I am mostly on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, I'm rarely on Twitter, but I do appear there occasionally. And you can find out mo probably most about me through, through my website, which is literally just my name, lessalam.com. And my first name is spelled L-E-S-S-A for those of you who have not seen it spelled before. My last Perfect. name is Lam. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. And in case if you didn't have a pen and paper handy, don't worry, I've got you covered. All of that information will be supplied for you in the show notes. So that way you can just easily click on the doobly-doos to take you to the links where they have addressed and all of that fun stuff. That so, is. Lessa, thank you so much for tuning into the show and for being a part of it. I really, really appreciate you. James, it's been a joy. And for those of you listening... Again, thank you so much for tuning in. It means a lot. I hope you enjoyed it. We still have plenty more guests to come, but as always, I'm not going to tell you who's coming up next. You got to tune hmm. in tomorrow to figure that out. So until I talk to you next time, peace be with you. 
And as they say in show business, that's a wrap. Stick around for tomorrow as I've got a new guest for you for June is Audiobook Month, right here on You Know What I Love? <laughs>